I told him, I'm going to come to a wonderful church, and, and you would love it if you were there with me. So this morning, I was on the side getting a little bit excited about worship. I hope it didn't scare anybody, but the word says when two or more come together in his name, he's right there in the midst. And as I've been praying for you and asking the Lord about this time together, I felt so many different kinds of confirmations about what God wants to do. And before I get into the message, I just want to thank the pastors of the house. I also want to thank the Pastor Wyatt's, both um, Pastor Jeremy and Kristen, for their wonderful um, desire to have God be with us this morning and then at Girl Church. So how many of you are going to come to Girl Church? Are you going to come? All right. That's what I'm talking about. Hello, right? <laughs> By the way, my husband was born and raised, my husband Sam, in a beautiful area of Pennsylvania. No red lights, no police officers. He knew all his neighbors. I was born and raised in New York, so we always say he knew his neighbors. I knew the hood. We came together. We made a good neighborhood. But I want you to open your Bibles for one second with me to Isaiah chapter 30. Before I get into my message today, which will actually be out of Psalm 32, I want to read a word I sensed in my heart was for us this morning from the Lord. Do you know, God wants us to have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And before we do anything else in our lives, if we go according to the instruction of the Lord, it'll be good. And as I prayed for you, I, I really sensed in my heart that there's a call from the Holy Spirit to the church for all of us to be awake and really hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Maybe it's time for us to quiet our hearts in the noise of all the things that are going on in this world and really just listen. So this is the word of the Lord in Isaiah chapter 30. And I'm going to go from verses 18 and down to 20. It says, therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. There's a reason God is calling this beautiful congregation and the whole church here in, in the U.S. to a time of quietness so that we can really listen. For a people shall dwell in Zion, in Jerusalem you shall weep no more, for he will be gracious to you at the sound of your cry, as soon as he hears, he answers. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore, but your eyes shall see your teacher. And your eyes shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right hand or you turn to the left, then you will defile your carved images overlaid with silver and your gold-plated metal images. You shall scatter them as unclean things and you will say to them, be gone. Father, as we get into your word today, Lord, and we talk about listening so that we can be aligned. I ask you, Spirit of God, that you will visit us through the word in such a powerful way this morning. Lord, let our hearts hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us, Father, as individuals and as a beautiful congregation. Lord, I pray over this area of Lee Summit and Kansas City. I pray a mighty visitation of the Spirit come to this area. Lord, I pray you break down strongholds. And God, I pray the reports coming out of this area will be that God is visiting those people and something different is happening because Holy Spirit, help us to hear. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I want you to open your Bibles today to Psalm 32. And I want to talk to you about alignment. 
Because I believe that the Lord is calling us to church to really hear what the Spirit of God is saying. It's interesting because I prepared this message several weeks ago and even a few months ago as I started to formulate, God, what are you saying to the people of the beautiful Crown Point Church? And then I went online just a couple days ago after I had sent the message to see kind of what the cadence of, of the house was. And I heard that Pastor Jeremy was, was preaching a message and I hit the button and it said, shut up. I said, oh, and mine was listen. So maybe the Lord is saying to all of us that it's time for us to shut up and listen. But he's not doing that because God wants to take his word and afflict us with it. It's because God wants to use his word to lift us up out of our affliction and move us to a wonderful place. The first time I met Pastor Kristen, I thought, oof, what a mighty woman of God. And you know what? God is doing something. The reason he's given you great pastors and teachers in the faith is because God wants to take those things in our lives that are out of whack and God wants to put them together where they need to be. You see, there's something right about alignment. When, when things are aligned, they come together well. They work the way they're supposed to work. They function. And when things function, things are good. But when something is broken, when it's out of whack, then things don't work the way that they're supposed to work and things become difficult for us. And I believe for a long time in this nation, we bought into the lies of the enemy, allowing sin to become the story of a nation that was once founded on biblical principles. And then we wonder why things don't function and why things don't work. Well, let me tell you something. When we align ourselves to what God is doing and we hear well what God is saying and we move according to God's rhythm, everything is not only going to be okay, but we're going to crack the back of the enemy. And I know that's what God wants for us in these days. Because what if God is giving us one more opportunity before he returns to be a nation? Or ne and, and never mind even the nation. I love my nation. But what about if he's calling the church in this nation to be a people that really know their God? This is what Psalm 32 says. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered. Blessed is the person, the man, I'm reading out of the ESV, against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there's no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long and day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. I don't know about you, that makes me really excited. I mean it. Therefore, let everyone who is godly, like those that are here on Sunday morning at Crown Point Church saying, you know what, God is my priority and the chiefs are gonna play, but I'm gonna go to the house of the Lord first. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you, says the Lord, and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. I love this one. Be not like the horse or a mule without understanding which must be curbed with a bit and a bridle, or it shall not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you who are upright in heart. 
alignment. That doesn't mean everything is working perfectly in my life. It means that I'm walking according to God's will and something beautiful happens when I do that. So what are some of the things I need to do in order to be a person that is aligned with God? Well, I think Psalm 32 is a wonderful teacher because God sends us the Holy Spirit and he uses the word to teach us and it tells us several things. Number one, it tells us to take cover. What are you taking cover in? You know, God wants us to find the right kind of cover because if we're covering ourselves with uncoverable things, we're going to be miserable a lot of the time. It says in verses number one and two, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in, whom, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. What happened to Adam and Eve is that they were walking in the perfect covering of God. You know why they were naked and not ashamed? Because they were covered by the Lord. And when they walked with the Lord, they walked in this place of such tranquility that they were covered completely from head to toe, literally, as they walked in the garden of God. But when they decided to forsake what God wanted, when they didn't listen, when they were talking to the wrong entity, because Eve should never have been talking to Satan, she should have been talking to God. He came every day in the evening to talk to her. But when she forsook that, and used her influence negatively against Adam, and he bought it hook, line, and sinker. They both went down the drain together, and all of a sudden, naked and ashamed. And so they tried to use everything they could in their own strength to try to cover themselves. They took some fig leaves as if we can hide from God. Listen, you know what I love about God? We can't hide from him, but he decides to love us anyway. But he doesn't leave us the way that we are, uncovered. You know why we live like miserable people sometimes in the world? Because we try to cover ourselves with everything else. Oh, I'll cover myself in this relationship with this person that doesn't even know God. But they make me feel like they love me and I feel covered. Oh, I feel covered over here because I can shop and buy everything that I want. And if I go to Cargolago, I'll be able to find 13 other things that I want. And everything is going to be okay because I'm covered. What we really need to do is be covered by the blood of the lamb who was slain from the foundation of the world because God made creation and he didn't abandon it because he's not like people. He never leaves us and he doesn't forsake us. But when we try to hide, it doesn't work. I don't have to hide behind my intelligence, put up a wall of pride so that I never let people in because I'm trying to hide who I really am thinking if they really knew me, they wouldn't like me. They wouldn't care if. Those are lies from Satan. You know what? You and I were created for community. First with God and then with one another. But when I'm hiding something and trying to take cover, it doesn't work. But there was a lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. And he shed his own blood to cover me. And blessed is the person whose sin is covered because their sin is forgiven by God. And they no longer have to live under the weight of that transgression. I want to tell you something, church. I believe God is turning the lights on, on the American people and saying, wake up and stop acting like Christians and start being the Christians I shed my blood for you to be. Don't live under the lie that, oh, those are just churchy people. You, you know what? When the pastor does the altar call, I hope you're the first one that runs to the front of the church and throws themselves on their knees and say, God, if I have anything in my heart, any iniquity in my heart, God, forgive me. 
I'm not going to come to church and then walk out the doors the same because I've heard the word and now I'm responsible and I can take cover under what God is telling me because his word is a beautiful dressing and I can put on the Lord Jesus Christ and when I put on the Lord Jesus Christ, I can go anywhere because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. David understood what he was writing in this psalm because they used to call this, scholars say that in the early church, this was called the song of penitence. People would pray it to God when they sinned. They would pray Psalm 32. I think it's a good idea. And when David sang this song to the Lord, when he wrote it, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he knew what he was talking about because he had sinned against God by taking Bathsheba. And then he repented and God forgave him. So he felt, (sighs) when I come to the Lord and I ask God to forgive me, to cleanse me, to wash me, to make me a brand new person. Listen, God is able to save us to the uttermost. It doesn't matter what you've done. What matters is who you're taking cover in. Because if you come to the Lord, he'll forgive us from all unrighteousness. If I walk in the light as he is in the light, I have forgiveness of my sins. I have true fellowship with you. You were meant to have community with God. And when you have community with God, community as a family will be okay too. So today, if God has been speaking to you about something you're hiding in your life, I pray that when I I say, hey, let's have some time together with the Lord, you run up here and say, God, I don't want to carry this anymore. I have unforgiveness or... You know why God exposes you sometimes? Because he loves you and he wants to teach you how to really take cover. I had a young girl when, after serving on the mission field for 20 years, we planted a church in Reading, Pennsylvania, and I thought we were going to stay there forever, but God's ways are better, right? So one of the young women that got saved, such a beautiful transformation in her life, but this really good looking guy started coming to church. And he put his eyes on her from the minute he walked in the door because she was beautiful. And I, I was watching him that whole time as a pastor because we have to guard the sheep. And I said, uh-oh. So they started to kind of like each other. And, and God started to work in his life too. So it was okay. But, you know, we got to go at God's pace, not ours. Last week, Pastor Jeremy was talking to us in that story of Joshua, and he was saying, I didn't hear every bit of it because I wanted to have my mind clear for this message, but he was saying, Joshua, and I thought, oh yeah, God's timing is the timing we have to walk in when we're taking cover, or else we get out of the cover. Everything God promised Adam and Eve, they forsook because they went out of God's timing and took cover where they weren't supposed to. And David did the same thing with Bathsheba. He had everything at his disposal, but he didn't understand that he, we have to wait on the Lord and let him give us what belongs to us because he knows the portion that will be our daily bread. But here was Leishla, and she got together with this, this guy, and his name is Jay. And one day I was praying, and the Lord said, go to the house. I said, okay, Lord. I went to the house and knocked on the door. When she saw me, she literally almost turned purple. Oh, pastor, what are you doing here? I said, I don't know. I just fell from the Lord to come visit you. You doing okay? Ah, I said, Jay is here, right? And she wept like a baby. But you know why God exposed them? To get them out of that darkness and put them in real cover. After that, they repented. They stepped aside from one another. God put them together. They got married and now they're a beautiful family. I love the ways of the Lord. So if I'm hiding by sleeping with somebody or talking 
bad behind somebody's back or withering from loneliness because I'm fed by my pride and my critical spirit and I don't let anybody get close to me or I'm so stressed out that I can barely function. It's time for me to wake up like Leishla did and really start to take cover. But not just that, not only does the word teach me how to take cover, but Psalm 32 teaches me how to use my time. It says in verse number six, therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters, they will not reach him. You're a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Salah, shalah, think about what the Lord is saying. He's so good. I have to learn how to use my time. How am I using my time? Therefore, everyone who is godly will offer prayer in a time when God may be found. You know, church, one day God is going to close the books of time. But what I love about God is before he does that, every day he comes knocking on the doors of our life. And he says, I want to have fellowship with you. Come and be with me. Come spend time in my presence. It's time for the church of God to become such an army of prayer that when the devil comes walking down the street to try to grab one of our kids from kindergarten on with the stupid lies he's trying to put in their mouths, we will rise up and say, no, you don't, because I'm going to pray around that school until I see deliverance and they get that nasty teacher right out of those doors. Hallelujah, God is good. So I need to make priority for what works in my life. You know, there's some of you, maybe you feel really pressed down, but I believe that in the name of Jesus today, what God wants to do is he wants to raise you up out of that place that has felt like such heaviness and he wants to cast that off of you and break that off of you. But you know what? It comes from spending time in the presence of the King. Therefore, everyone who is godly will offer prayer at a time when you can be found. I promise you that God hasn't forgotten you. He hasn't forsaken you. It doesn't matter what so-and-so did or didn't do. If you seek the Lord, you're going to find him when you're searching for him with your heart. And if we raise up an army of prayer here in Kansas City, I believe the Lord is going to bring a breakthrough that's going to bring a revival to this area because it's time for people to find Jesus. Yesterday we went to eat and this beautiful young server at the restaurant We just started to try to talk to her to plant a little seed. I wanted to invite her to come. And she opened up her heart and shared the many things, the bouncing around to parents and everything else that's going on in her life. And you know what I love about the Lord? He put us there in the right time. If we go prayed up to the right places where God puts us, if we listen and go when God tells us God's going to do what only God wants to do, because God is a God who aligns things and he doesn't want people to be lost. But in order for that to happen, number three, I have to allow instruction. This is my favorite part of this whole entire psalm. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm from New York. But it says, don't be like a horse or a mule. I love when the Holy Spirit talks to us. Do you know what the Holy Spirit will tell you? Exactly what you need to know in order for you to move forward. In order for your life to be in line with God, he's going to tell you what you need to know. And in this case, he's saying to the people, hey, listen, don't be stubborn. Well, we're from Missouri. This is the show me state. That's great. You know what God is showing you? That if you seek him, you're going to find him. That if you listen, you're going to hear. That if you do what God says, it's going to be okay. He said, don't be like the horse or the mule. Horses and mules. Wow. Have you ever tried to take a horse where it doesn't want to go? 
I was in Peru for 15 years. When we used to ride the horses up into the mountains, they did whatever they wanted to do and you just prayed, please God, get me there. Don't be like the horse or the mule because they have to be bridled in order for things to work. What is in your life that God has been talking to you about for a very long time that he's saying, please give that to me. Please surrender that to me. Please let me instruct you. Let me teach you what I want you to do in that area of your life. But God, this kid, no matter how much I pray for them, no matter how much I tell them the truth, no matter how much they just, it doesn't seem like, you know what? What about letting God instruct us? Lord, the situation in my job, it seems like the finances are just getting thinner and thinner and thinner. And I don't know what we're going to do. I have a young family. I need... I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will guide you with my eye over you. Even when you go to the left or to the right, you're going to hear a voice behind you that says, hey, this is where I want you to go. And if I do it God's way, then it will invite the right things into my life. I need to be careful. So what do I need to do? I need to think about it. Because what's going to happen? Well, number one, I'm going to, I'm going to curb the animals. God gives us a very easy step when he says, don't be like the horse or the mule. What do I have to do? Well, number one, I, ha I have to curb the animals. I have to say to the animals of my life, the stubbornness, the pride, the arrogance, be gone in the name of Jesus. Oh, but you've been going to Crown Point Church for a long time. If you go up there and you start crying at the altar, somebody gonna, somebody's going to think something's wrong with you. So, Amen. you know what? I need instruction from the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to get on my face before God until I find it. And when I find it, I'm going to know what to do. But I'm going to curve the animals in my life. When my parents say to me, hey, listen, I don't want you to hang out with so-and-so. And I say, instead of, who are you to tell me? I have a right. Yeah, you have a right. When you start paying your own rent and buying your own food and cleaning your own clothes. But that's for another sermon. Okay. I got to curb the animals, the, the need for me to be in control and to take authority. Number two is I need to evaluate the guests because in verse number 10, it says the wicked, many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds those who trust in the Lord. I got to watch what I let into my space because my space should belong to the Lord. And number three, I should be glad and I should shout. You know why I got excited when this beautiful worship team was, was worshiping and leading us there? Because there's joy in the house of the Lord. Yeah. And we won't be quiet. We're going to shout out his praise. Because in the presence, there's fullness of joy. Because I can come to God. I can take cover. I can learn to use my time. And I can be somebody who's well instructed. And when I am, I'm going to be aligned. And if I'm aligned, everything is going to be okay no matter how hard the situation is. So this morning, I, I want the worship team to come. I'd love for you to stand to your feet. And I want us to spend some time with God. There's a call from the Holy Spirit. Come to God now. Hear the voice of the Lord today. When you hear what God is saying to you, listen. And don't be stubborn about it. Let the work of the Lord happen in your heart. Maybe you've been going through a really hard season in life. There's comfort and fullness that he wants to wrap around you today as you're covering. Maybe you're here today and you say, you know what? I don't have a relationship with Jesus yet. 
I don't know God. Well, while I invite the church to come forward, I'm going to ask you to come too. And if you need to know Jesus Christ as Savior, somebody on the prayer team, you just let them know, hey, I need to give my life to Jesus today. It is so beautiful that no matter what you've done in your life, Jesus shed his blood to cover you and forgive you and give you a brand new story, period. Will you let the Lord do that in your life today? But church, there's a call from the Holy Spirit. Hey, I want to turn the lights on. Hey, I want to give you instruction that's fresh and new. I want to reveal myself to you today in a new way because I want to instruct you in righteousness and I don't want anything to stand in your way anymore. So if there's somebody to forgive or there's something to restore or there's a disease that is trying to take your life, you know what? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And if you come and ask God, what should I do? God, the Holy Spirit is going to tell us. So this morning, as the worship team begins to to play, I want to ask you, what is God asking you to do to anchor yourself in the truth that it's time to really listen and to align ourselves with the Lord? I brought these little anchors. They're just symbolic of us anchoring ourselves in the truth of God and saying, we're not going to be wishy-washy people anymore. We're not going to pretend like everything's okay. Like me and God, we got it. When I'm living and doing whatever I want to do, whenever I feel like doing it. From now on, I'm going to walk in such close relationship with him that whatever he says to do, I'm going to test the spirit to see if it's of God. But I'm going to do whatever God tells me. And I'm going to walk there in such a way that Kansas City Crown Point Church will be on fire. What about if people start driving by this church and they see the fire of the Holy Spirit on the building and say, I'm going to go there. God loves you and God wants to use you powerfully, church. So if God spoke to you this morning, I want you to get out of your chair. I want you to come here and spend some time in the presence of the Lord. And I want you to just say, God, what are you speaking to me today? Come on, church. If God spoke to you through Psalm 32 this morning, you to just move out of your chair you to come and spend time you can kneel you can stand with your hands raised there's just something beautiful yeah you can stay in your seats but why when the lord says move why don't we just move and and if you're one of those people coming to the altar today that says i need to restore my relationship with jesus or i need to ask jesus to be the savior of my life to forgive me for the things i've done Please, I'm going to ask the prayer team to come behind those that are at the altar and begin to pray for them and believe with them. Just lay a hand on their shoulder, agree with them. And if somebody, if you feel a shoulder on your hand and you're somebody that needs to give your life to Christ, this church is going to help you. You just grab them and say, hey, I want to know Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. Talk to God as they begin to play. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for Crown Point Church, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is speaking to you today. If you hear his voice, come. He loves you so much. He just wants to talk to you. He wants to help you. Lord, be my helper. Thank you, Jesus.
Call these bones to live Call these lungs to see once again I will praise old Jesus Jesus You make the darkness tremble Jesus, Jesus Jesus, 
If you're praying, oh, we want to encourage you to continue to pray. You don't need to leave this moment. Don't walk away from this moment. But just, uh, it's amazing how God works because the word for us last Sunday was shut up. And the word for us today is listen. And I think sometimes we just need to shut up and listen. Because I think a lot of times we get in our own way of allowing what God wants to do in our lives. And and we think we got to have all the answers. We got to do all the things. We got to have the right things to say. And and sometimes the way that God works is we just shut up and we listen. He's got the best words for us anyways, right? He's got the best advice for us anyways, right? He's got the best guidance for our lives anyways. But we work so hard to get in the way. Don't we? We work so hard at getting in our own way and, and, and I can handle this myself. God, I don't need you. God, I'm going to do this thing on my own. We get caught up in our own way. But sometimes we just got to shut up and listen. God, I thank you for speaking to us today. Lord, I just thank you, Lord, that we are going to be a people. Sometimes when our mouth gets us in so much trouble, when our thoughts get us in, in so much trouble, when our mind is racing and we're all over the place, I pray, Lord God, that you would just calm our heart. I pray that you would just calm our spirit, calm our mind and help us, Lord, to just shut up and listen. Because Lord, you wanna speak. We believe that you wanna speak. And it's hard to have a conversation and to hear somebody when we're talking the whole time. Lord, I pray that we'll be people who will just listen. Listen. And we'll just hear what you have to say to us. God, you're good. I love how you set things up and you line things up just for us to receive what you have to share to us, what you have to say to us. Lord, I pray that we'll be people who will get out of our own way and and get in your way and get in your will and just follow you and where you want to take us, God. I pray that we will be a people who will just shut up and listen because we believe that you want to speak. Heavenly Father, we love you. We praise you this morning. We thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you, you want to continue to hang around and, and pray and to seek the Lord for a while, you're more than welcome to do that. If you need to be dismissed today, you can do that as well. We just ask that you do that quietly as there's still people here praying. And maybe there's, and, and then ladies, don't forget about Girl Church today at five o'clock. It's going to be so awesome. Evelyn's going to be back to minister. By the, you can walk up here and pick up one of these anchors if you want. 
they're for you just as a reminder that God is our anchor in our lives. And so other than that, we love you guys. We hope you have a great Sunday afternoon. Ladies, we hope to see you back here Sunday night for Girl Church at five o'clock. It's gonna be a great night together. We love you guys. You can be dismissed.